Hi guys, happy, I think I'm going to go with Mondays for the podcast, but I'm not sure. So (laughs) if I'm saying happy Monday and it's actually a Tuesday, uh, I apologize for that. I'm still working out the kinks um, in regards to what this podcast is going to look like, the structure, the timing, but if you've been following along on my journey through social media, then you know that I am pregnant and my due date is August 1st. So this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And my motivation is my daughter, which is so crazy to say, because I, I just don't feel like I'm old enough to have kids yet. Um, but I realized, okay, she's coming. There's no way that I'm going to be able to start a podcast with a newborn. There's just, I'm not going to even attempt that. So here we are. I'm recording at my house right now. I don't know how the sound's going to be truthfully, so you're going to have to bear with me, but I just wanted to get this thing started because it's been pretty crippling for me, if I'm being honest. And I know so many of you can relate to wanting to do something and just, you know, you open your computer and you're frozen. And that's how I felt for a long time. So I, I, I just want to get it started and go from there. And I know so many of you are going to listen and support and cheer me on because you have been, you've been in my DMS pushing me to do a podcast, even when I felt totally insecure about it. So here I am. I want to introduce myself for those who, who don't know me because I want to make sure that I explain kind of my backstory and what the podcast is going to be about. So I think that's what this episode is going to be today is just a little bit about me and maybe some things that you guys don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm Lorena Ashmore. I, I live in LA. I want to say I'm still an esthetician and a lash artist because I have those licenses and I'm able to work in the treatment room if I want. But what happened is last year, my business turned, well, it completely shifted like so many of yours to an online business. So basically I was taking clients full-time in the treatment room. And I mean, a few things happened. I have this part of my business that's online and I'll get into that. So I was juggling both at the same time. I really looking back, I don't know how I was doing that, but I will say, um, you know, I was at a, at a place in my life where Personally, I wasn't feeling very fulfilled. So I applied all of that, you know, energy into my business. And so I was working full-time taking clients and also running this, this part of my business that is online selling clothing for beauty professionals, which I will get into later. But I hit a breaking point. I felt like I couldn't do both things anymore. One was definitely pulling at my heartstrings more being the online side. And I, while I loved my clients so much and I felt, I felt really, really guilty about just giving them up because they weren't willing to go see anyone else. So basically I was going to be breaking up with them and there was no other alternative. They weren't going to get lashes elsewhere. It was either me or no one. That's basically what they had said. So I had to make a really tough decision and I started slowly, slowly, slowly pulling out of the treatment room, slowly taking less and less clients so I could focus on the online part of my business. And then 2020 hit 
And I had had this weird neck issue for a while. It had been about a year. And so I was working through that as well. And one day I actually dropped my tweezers because my hand went completely numb. And that's when I really freaked out. So I started going to the doctor, started going to chiropractors. I, I did about everything I could do to figure out what was going on with my hand. Okay, one doctor told me it was carpal tunnel. So I was going to get treatments for carpal tunnel, which years prior to this, I had had issues from working at a, like a chain spa, um, with carpal tunnel. So it didn't really surprise me, but come to find out all of this pain was actually stemming from my neck and I had a herniated disc. So I was working through this, trying to still lash. This was kind of my aha moment of like, okay, Maybe someone's trying to tell me something. I've been thinking about not taking lash clients. My right hand just went numb. Now I have a herniated disc. What am I going to do? It seemed like the only option was to stop taking clients. Well, I didn't really have to make that decision because the pandemic did for me. I had this disc replacement surgery scheduled for March. uh, I think it was March 6th or something. It was Basically, it ended up being two days before the world shut down. And the plan was get the surgery, go through recovery, do physical therapy, and probably not take clients. Well, I didn't really have a choice because two days later, I'm sitting at home in bed after the surgery, completely like immobile. And my fiance comes home and is like, whoa, shit hit the fan. Like the world shut down. My office is shut down. And that was basically the end of my lashing career. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but back then I just didn't really even have time to process it. I think my situation's a little bit unique because so many of you were in there, you're working in your treatment room, you were fully booked. And then all of a sudden it was just like the rug was pulled out from underneath you. And for me, um, it is, it was something that I had been secretly wanting and I was, it was hard for me to admit because for one, it was giving up a lot of really great money. And two, I felt, I felt like it would possibly make me less of an artist if I wasn't actually in my room. And that was just my own insecurity. So anyhow, (laughs) to get back to it, my business is now completely online and I want to, on this podcast, share the ins and outs of how I did that. I want to share my best kept secrets and a peek into my life. So this is starting from like launching a beauty business, transitioning out of my lash room and shifting my entire business online during a pandemic to launching products, figuring out how to attract the right clientele. I want to share branding tips and social media tips because throughout this experience of running a business, I've really completely fell in love with content creation. It's something I can confidently say I'm really, really good at and I really, really love. And so I just have naturally been sharing that with you guys throughout the past, you know, couple years on social media and you've been very, very into it. So I want to share more of that on this podcast. I want to get into, you know, my favorite beauty space decor, because that's another thing that, that has been really popular is, you know, figuring out how to decorate your beauty space and make it feel unique to you and inviting and, but also on a budget because I, I'm not rich and I know you guys probably aren't rich and that's how we relate is like, okay, how can we do this? But on a budget. So definitely want to share a lot of tips on that. 
I want to share how I stay on top of my business or don't because there's days that I definitely don't and there's days that I feel totally overwhelmed and most of it is being run by me. I've, I've been fortunate enough to finally have someone that helps me with like shipping all of my products and customer service emails and I just recently hired uh, someone to help me with more of the marketing side of my business because I know once I have this baby, I'm going to be checked out for a little while. So But I will say, even saying that I have two girls that are reliant on me for a paycheck is terrifying. And when I (laughs) realized that I had to hire someone, I had no clue what to do. So I'll probably share a lot of that too. I want to share mom mom life. A ton of you are moms. And I just wanted to share more of my journey. Uh, I'm very into fashion, as you guys know that. So maybe I'll share some things that I've been loving or things that I've been wearing in my closet. Basically, nothing is off limits. Um, you might even hear a little bit about my fiance and hopefully I could get him to come on this podcast and record an episode with me because you guys, he is so funny. He's so funny. He's the most incredible man I've ever met. I I cannot believe that he is going to be the father of my child. Like even saying it, I'm actually going to try not to cry, (laughs) but that part of my life is, uh, it's not that it's off limits. It's just something that I, I haven't shared. He doesn't have social media and he doesn't feel, it's not that he doesn't feel comfortable with it, but this is, this is my own thing. And I actually respect that and love that about our relationship that he's not a part of this. He doesn't care about it. He cares about me being happy, but he doesn't give a shit what I'm posting on social media or what it is. So, but I would love for him to come on and because he's so analytical, he's like incredibly smart and great with his money. And he basically brings to the table everything that I don't. So it would be really insightful if we could do like a, I don't know, a, like a finance podcast with him, but we'll see if I can swindle him into, to doing that with me. So if you're new here, welcome. You've found me through social media or beauty school, or maybe Google, like either way, my mind is blown that you are here. I hope that I can share stories and insight that will better your beauty business, no matter what stage you are at in your career. Maybe you are in school. Maybe you are deciding if you want to go to school, you're working for someone else, or you're thinking about starting your own business. Like I want to help you through all of those, those struggles because you know, they are struggles and I just want to be someone that you can, you can lean on. So that's kind of what I've done through my social media is just I've been told that I'm I'm like your best friend for the beauty industry. And what I think people mean by that is that what I share is relatable. It feels like I'm connecting with each and every one of you individually. And it's relatable. I'm relatable. I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I don't come from money. My business was not financially backed by someone. And I don't say those things to knock anyone who's had those, you know, those great fortunes, but I think people can just relate to my story. So anyhow, I want to share all the things that I've, I've been talking about on social media. And I want to put it into this podcast because sometimes I'm on my Instagram and I'm like, Oh, people are getting over Instagram. I know that. And I would much rather hear you know, my favorite, I hate to use this word influencer, but I guess I am kind of an influencer. I would love to hear my favorite influencer, uh, in podcast form while I'm, you know, on my way to work or running errands and, and not feeling like I can only listen to them on 
social media. So that's why I started um, this podcast. So for those ride or dies listening and you know who you are, I want to thank you for supporting me and pushing me to podcast again. Um, It's been an insane year. I didn't want to do this. I really didn't. But a lot of you were in my DMs. You had my back. You're pushing me to get my voice out there again. So I feel like Ariel, like from Little Mermaid, I've got my voice. (laughs) Um, So I want this podcast to be an extension of what I already share, which I share a ton on social media and my weekly blog. So I feel like there's just so much more that needs to be said. So we're going to do it here. I want to talk about getting back to basics in your treatment room, client retention, but also things like social media, blogging, branding, turning your business into more than a transaction. And I also want to talk about mom life, what it's like navigating business while being pregnant, having a kid and transitioning out of parts of your business that just aren't you anymore. I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but there's definitely been changes in myself personally that have affected my business. And as a solo business owner, that's just that's just how it goes. So I want you to know that someone else is experiencing it with you. You know, we change and evolve and I'm not the person I was at 26 when I went to esthetician school. And sometimes I don't give myself enough credit. I don't give myself enough credit for all the things that I've accomplished, or I feel like maybe, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. Am I still relevant? I'm 36 now, which is crazy to say out loud, but you know, the truth is like we change and we grow and there's ways that we can allow our business to do that with us. And, and so I want you to find the confidence in yourself to do that. If you are feeling like, huh, I feel like my business is going in different directions and I don't know what to do about it. So I want to get into esthetician school, how I started all of this, (laughs) because That's really why I'm here podcasting with you right now. When I went to esthetician school in 2012, my timeline is a little bit hazy. So, you know, it might not be totally accurate, but 2012, I go to esthetician school in San Diego. The school is called Bellis Academy. Shout out to Bellis Academy. I loved the school. I went to a couple other places to see which one would be the best. And when I walked into Bellis, it was clean. It was beautiful. Uh, The estheticians were wearing white smocks. The receptionist was lovely. And so I just knew that that was a school I was going to go to. So this is 2012. There's so much backstory to this, but I'm just going to start with this part. So I, I had no idea that being an esthetician was a thing. I couldn't even tell you if I had ever gotten my brows waxed or had gotten a facial. I don't think I'd done any of those things up until that point. And I was 26 years old. So, you know, I remember always going to like eyebrow threaders, but I never, I don't remember getting my brows waxed by an esthetician. And if I did ever get that done, I just, I don't remember it. So someone tells me estheticians are a thing. I go and get my brows waxed one day. I'm blown away by the girl who actually did my brows and I immediately am like, yes, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I went and, and quite honestly, it was like very, a very quick transition of realizing what esthetician school was and then actually going and signing up. So 
at the time, I had no money and I barely had a place to live when I signed up for esthetician school. I was in a weird, funky place in my life. I was in a relationship that was all-consuming and ended up being really heartbreaking. I was honestly really, really lost. Um, My whole life, I had felt independent. I never worried about money. And this is a point in my life where I was taking the biggest pay cut, uh, taking steps back to hopefully end up doing something that I love that I could do for a long time. But I was really, really scared. I worked in, you know, nightclubs my entire life. Well, not, not my entire life. <laughs> in my 20s, I worked in nightclubs. Before that, I worked in restaurants. I worked at Hooters. Love Hooters. I still will give Hooters credit for my exceptional customer service skills because their training was insane. They have a 16 steps of service. If you're not aware, I don't know if they still do it, but I've used those 16 steps in my treatment room for years and they apply for any industry that you're in. So anyway, going back to it, I worked in restaurants my whole life. I made so much money in my twenties. I didn't even know what to do with it. I blew it on clothes. I would go on like shopping sprees at Urban Outfitters weekly and just buy shit I didn't need. And I didn't save a dollar of it, but I was really happy. I mean, I was living in downtown San Diego. I had my own condo. I lived with some girlfriends. Like I was living, I was living the life. I was having fun. I had no responsibilities. So you know, eventually I told myself like, okay, at 25, you've got to find a a big girl job. You cannot do this anymore. So 25, I quit my job. I quit my job, even though I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And I decided to go to esthetician school. So, oh gosh, like (laughs) I, I barely graduated and that's embarrassing to say. And it's not because I'm not smart. I've gotten good grades my entire life. I was in, you know, all AP classes in high school. I had a good GPA. Like it wasn't that. It was just I was 26. I was in a different headspace. I was, you know, surrounded by people that worked in, you know, bars, nightclubs. Like no one was going to school at the time. So I just my head was not in it. It was a really really rough 9 months. I think that's how long school was because my life had changed in so many ways. So once I graduated, I actually <laughs> I actually had to stay after for a couple weeks to make up classes that I had ditched, which was, oh my God, like why did I do that? But I had a boyfriend at the time who was much older and he didn't understand that I was in school. So I just, you know, followed whatever he did. And that led me to having to sit at esthetician school after hours like a child and finish up my um, classes. So I... <laughs> graduated esthetician school. I don't know how I did that. I continued working at this hair salon that I still love. It's called Salon Bordeaux and it's in San Diego. And I'd been working there like very part-time while I was in school. I was probably making like a hundred dollars a week, honestly. And I honestly, at the time or looking back, I just, I don't even know how I paid my rent or how I was living. I think I kind of blocked it out because it was a really, really, really sad time in my life. Like I had always had money and since I was 16 and now I was 26 and like could barely afford a coffee, but you better believe I bought a coffee every single day while I was at school. Like I don't, I must've just gathered change from underneath like friends' couches because <laughs> I just don't know how I paid for it. So I was broke. I ended up doing something really drastic, you know, that 
would forever change my life. I was now 27, graduated from school, and I went through a really, really bad breakup. This relationship had been consuming my life my entire 20s. And I can talk about it now because it was such a monumental part of my life. This person was very, very monumental to me and really shaped me into the person that I am now. But back then, it it completely gutted me like nothing has ever gutted me before. I've been in relationships. I've dated people. I've, you know, I've had my fair share of experience. This was heart-wrenching. Um, I was sleeping on friends' couches. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next. I just couldn't escape the friend circle I was in or this person. And so I one day just packed up my shit and drove to LA. (laughs) I don't know what uh, pushed me to do this. I just, I had to get out. And I let a few of my close friends know, but sadly, like some of them, I couldn't even... I couldn't even tell my, my, actually my best friend from high school was on her honeymoon. And when she came back, I had moved and I know she was probably really upset about it, but it was just something I had to do. So I went and stayed with a friend outside of LA. I quit my hair salon job. I basically went into hiding and looking back, it was probably dramatic, but it was also kind of fearless. And I'm really proud of myself because I just cut that cord real quick. And that's the thing about me too, is tough times, hard times. I've always, it's been, it's always been very easy for me to look at the situation and see what's not working for me. And I hate to use the word pivot, but pivot. I'm not afraid to move. I'm not afraid to change. I'm not afraid to do uncomfortable things and I'm not afraid to move on. So I really knew at the time, the only way for me to move on was to leave. And so I did. So I never went back to San Diego, which was crazy because I loved San Diego so much. And I for sure thought that I would end up back there. Um, and there was a few times later on, I would say in like 2016, 17, where I was really, really struggling and wanted to move back so bad, but I just had, you know, started my business and had all these obligations out here and it just wasn't a reality. So San Diego had been my home since high school. I've moved all of my life. Uh, my mom and I joke that I've probably moved 36 times. So as much as my age. And that's, that's pretty crazy. But I think that's why I'm, it's easy for me to adapt to change. And it's easy for me to, to not get stuck in ruts. So anyhow, (laughs) this friend I was staying with signed, and I just remember the story as I was figuring out what I was going to podcast about, signed a lease on an apartment for me for six months. She furnished the whole thing paid for it. I'm telling you, it was, it was a weird Oprah moment where it was like, you get a bed and you get a dresser. Like all, I will never forget it. I, I don't talk to her as much as I did, you know, back then we're not as close, but I'll never forget it because I was staying at her place and, you know, I was staying in her spare bedroom and she basically said, look, I want you to have your own place. I want you to have your own independence stay for six months. If you don't like it, then move. And Again, it was very humbling because I was always so independent my entire life. And here I was like taking handouts from my friends. So the plan was to give it six months. And if I wanted to go back to San Diego, I could. But of course I didn't. And I started working as a waitress for these high-end poker games that my girlfriend was running at the time. And I was making crazy money. There was a ton of like celebrities there that was just, it was such a weird, it was like working at the nightclub, but but next level because I was in close contact with these, with these major celebrities. Um, 
yes, I worked at nightclubs. I don't know if I talked about that, but I think I did. A normal person would be like, this is great. You're making a ton of money. You get to be a waitress. You get your days free. But I just like hated it. I felt like I was back in that nightclub industry and I just wanted out. Like I had just finished school. I was trying to move forward. So I did that for a little bit. I saved up some money and I just began looking for a low paying esthetician gig that would force me out of what I was currently doing. (laughs) Here I am searching for a low paying job that was probably like you know, close to minimum wage, I told myself if I applied somewhere, got offered a job, I would have to take it. And that this was a sign I needed that I was not leaving. And on my 28th birthday, it was my golden birthday. I will never forget it. I got hired at Burke Williams. They called me. I had applied. I went through this whole crazy interview process and they said, you got the job. And I was so excited to get this, (laughs) this job for nine and a quarter. I, Like I wanted it so bad because at the time Burke Williams was like this high-end spa and they offered paid nine-week training. So I saw that as like my redemption to to do over my esthetician school days. I honestly had never been happier to make $9.25. So I feel like there's so much more to the story that I can say for another day, but that's the beginning of my journey of, you know, becoming an esthetician. When I started this journey, I, I had no idea where I was headed that I would start as an esthetician with no money in the bank, that I would, you know, in a few short years, I would build a steady clientele, that I would go out on my own and rent a room so quickly, that I'd be taking full-time clients, and then that it would lead me to creating beauty-inspired clothing (laughs) that would have then become a very recognizable brand in the professional beauty industry. I had no idea that my entire business would be come online and then I wouldn't take clients in person anymore. Like I assumed I always would when I went to school. I just looking back, like I had no clue that creating lash tees would honestly change my life. And then sharing how I did it would lead to this podcast. So we're in 2021. I started all of this at in 2012. That's a long, that's actually a long time. But as I began to share more of my own personal journey on social media before, this was years ago, before anyone was really doing this. Now it's like trending, right? It's trending to show your face, to show behind the scenes. When I started doing it, it was not a thing and it was very new and people weren't talking into their Instagram stories. And, you know, I remember... Shout out to Kim from Borboletta. I remember her telling me in 2017, girl, you need to share your story. You need to share who you are and you need to be more of the face of your business. Because back then I was just, it was just about the t-shirts and it wasn't about me at all. So I kind of just, just started doing it and it grew and grew from there. I think because no one was doing it and there was no, there was no transparency in our industry at that time. No one was sharing how they had gotten to where they are. It was just like, oh, here I am. I'm successful. But I, people were looking for more. And so I started sharing that, um, you know, starting a business with no experience. I had no experience. I didn't go to college. I had no money. Um, I just, I realized that this type of transparency was really lacking in our industry. And so throughout the years, I've just really tried to do my best to share what I know in a real and relatable way. I'm just myself. 
I don't claim to be and never have claimed to be the best esthetician and the best lash artist. In fact, I will say the opposite. I know that there are so many more talented people than me in that department. And so I've just chosen to focus on my strengths, which is marketing, social media, content creation, designing really great t-shirts for the lash and beauty industry. And I love to share others' work and others' expertise, you know, outside of my own. I think it's really important to, to just support the industry. And the way that I've supported the industry is by, you know, plugging an esthetician that I love or a lash product that I've seen, or maybe it's a new lash brand and I just want to allow them to get more exposure out there. So that's, that is what I found is my thing. And I'm just, I'm just running with that. So, you know, I started my business at 27. It seems like so long ago. And now I'm watching all over social media, women getting younger and younger and wanting to have their own business so quickly. It's inspiring, but it's also a bit overwhelming to witness because just that just wasn't me. Social media didn't exist like it does today. And there was no one to compare myself to back then. It just, it all felt a lot more organic. And I share my story often, not because I think it's better than anyone else's, but because I actually think the exact opposite. I think my story can be anyone's story. It's what I've done isn't groundbreaking. I just, I do believe that I set a trend in our industry to take our business more seriously and brand ourselves in a way that can inspire other women and attract the right clientele. I do know that my way of doing things has worked for myself and, and a lot of you, because I've actually, I've watched it happen. I get DMS from you guys saying that I've changed your life or, you know, made your business better, or you quit your job and now you're an esthetician. And that makes me so happy. I still, I still can't believe it. I was actually telling Spencer this morning, um, someone reached out to me and, you know, I'm launching some skincare t-shirts very soon. And I reached out to an esthetician that I've just noticed. And I said, Hey, like, I want you to wear some of my shirts and create something cool. And she said, you know, I have to tell you, like, you are the reason that I got into esthetician school and became an esthetician and coming full circle. Now I'm reaching out to her about skincare t-shirts. And so that was just a really cool moment for me that I shared with Spencer. I was like, I just can't, I can't believe it. Like maybe I'm not changing the world, but I'm, if I can connect to one or, you know, two or three or five or hundreds of you, I'm, I'm happy. So, you know, I've gotten such like positive messages in, in my DMs throughout the years. And I've also gotten messages from a ton of viewers that are defeated and tired and uninspired and feel overwhelmed. And I can relate to all of those feelings. I guess my point is that I just want to continue to share what's going on with my business and my life because so many of you have supported me, you know, over the years. And truthfully, I debated doing this podcast because as you know, I, well, some of you would know, I had a pretty damn successful one for two years with someone else that blew up in our industry. And while that one ended, I seriously struggled with feeling like I wasn't good enough to do one by myself. You know, like I did something wrong. I felt, I just felt really gutted from that, from that blind sight. And this was also while, while the world was shut down and women were seriously missing the podcast. That was at one time, like a huge lifesaver for so many of you. So I felt like I had let people down. I felt I felt like I wanted to crawl in a hole <laughs> and, and it wasn't my fault. Um, but I just didn't know if I could do it again by myself and have it resonate the way that it did 
before. So I truthfully, I, I still don't. And I share this with you because I've always been open about behind the scenes of doing all of this and pretending, you know, to seamlessly launch a podcast wouldn't be me. So here I am and here we are. <laughs> but to wrap this up, you know, I just want to inspire you every episode just to slow down a little bit, hopefully make you laugh, share with you my favorite coffee recipe. I want you to learn to be more intentional with your goals and your why and really, you know, get back to who you are and why you started in this career. And I want you to focus on you first and your business second, which is something that I didn't really figure out until, you know, last year and probably the year before, but I also want you to think outside the box and I want you to do what, what you're passionate about and do the things that make you feel good and stop putting so much damn pressure on yourself. Um, and I want you to learn to love your clients again. We have this love hate relationship with our clients, right? Well, our clients are the ones paying our bills and we need to be so thankful that we have them. So this podcast is definitely not going to be about numbers and algorithms or, you know, like lashing techniques or the never ending grind or balance. Like it's just not, it's going to be about what's worked for me along the way and a little bit about my journey and my life. And so, yeah, um, one thing I would love for you to do today is to show me some love on your social media. So just screenshot this podcast and share it and tag me and hopefully women that follow you, you know, will see it and will listen to it and they'll enjoy it as well. But this is a new adventure for me. And so I would appreciate any support you can give, you know, as always, you can easily get a hold of me through my DMS. I love talking to all of you and I truly wouldn't be here without, without any of you. So I'm here to help however I can. I, I plan to figure out a schedule and topics to cover, but for now, this seems like a really good place to start. It's not perfect, but I'm starting. And that's what I always talk about with you guys is just starting and, you know, tweaking and changing as you go. Lastly, you know, if there's something that you've been really wanting to do and are just scared to do it, push through, take baby steps, set aside a small chunk of time for as many days as you can until you slowly inch towards this goal. It doesn't need to happen overnight. And, and that's something that I've really had to learn through learning to podcast on my own. So I hope this podcast was insightful. I hope it was entertaining and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. You can subscribe to my podcast and write a review and check out Dear Lash Love Diaries anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. My handles are Dear Lash Love and Shop Dear Lash Love. This is where I will share new episodes, shop updates, and more behind the scenes content. You can also check out our website, www.dearlashlove.com.